the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Today's Monday. That's right. It is Monday. What a beautiful day, folks. Monday, September 20th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. I want to start off, folks. I want to thank everyone that came along. What a uh, fantastic trip we had. Patriots, Jets. I want to thank Alan Hockman, his great team. Marilyn, of course, and Cheryl. And uh, Dolo was there. And also Jeannie, everyone that came along on the trip. It was a wonderful trip down to New York City and then uh, into the Meadowlands, New Jersey, with the Patriots. And Mac Jones got their first victory over the Jets. So it was tremendous weather. Maybe you watched it. Tell you, folks, several thoughts about this. Number one. New York adjusting their restaurant scene where now they have the outdoor seating and special seating and added seating um, along into the street and the curb. And it's just so inviting. And it also it makes me realize, you know, I know different restaurant people in our area that have said that many times when they've tried to do some kind of outdoor seating or an expansion and the building inspectors are all over them and giving them a hard time. And it's it's um it's just ri- ridiculous how it is that way sometimes and um but new york so what they do is if you are vaccinated you go inside otherwise you just sit outside and it was so beautiful especially on saturday that's where you'd want to be that's observation number one number two really makes you appreciate the pre- patriot franchise because the jets there were so many people there first of all the game wasn't even sold out number one number two and it was a beautiful day uh, but there's so many people that just go to the jet game because they are either, they are literally trying to give away tickets just to get people in there. That is a franchise that is a mess. Um, right now, Mac Jones, I believe is the top rookie quarterback in the NFL. I think that was the right choice by Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel to make him the starter, but you really have appreciation for the Patriot franchise, what Bob Kraft, what they put together. Granted, listen. I would love it if Tom Brady was still the quarterback as well. But it just shows you um, the difference in franchises. I mean, the Jets, they just don't have a strong fan base. And they have a phenomenal rookie quarterback. You never would have known it yesterday. There he was throwing four interceptions with Zach Wilson. But um, but the Patriots, it, it just even has to do with the fans, the people there. They were all bailing out to go back into the parking lot. Uh, there were many people sitting around us that I, I think there's some special deal that if you're a giant season ticket holder and they're also having a tough time, but they're a stronger organization and fan base that you somehow get like some special deal on tickets because the, the regular jet fan, they have the guy going around trying to get build excitement and everything else. Um, we, we are fortunate with what the, the Patriot way is with Bill Belichick, Bob Kraft, and it was Brady and what they built. And uh, and it's it's a it's a well-founded football team. Listen, Brady's not there, Gronk's not there, Edelman's not there. I wish they were, but uh, it's a new, exciting team. There was a big road win, and also, folks, again, part of uh, of being in New York. I mean, listen, New York was really alive this weekend, but um, but how much it's been impacted by the mayor of New York, Bill De Blasio, who's a huge progressive, and. You know, as I think of it, I didn't see a big police presence. I just realized that. I, I felt very safe. We didn't see any incidents. I didn't see anyone that was even remotely sketchy, even though New York has uh, faced some headlines from that. And it's very difficult with some of the restaurant workers where now they have to be police and asking for the vaccination cards and, and all this other stuff. So, it, listen, it's been a difficult time. But I think, um, but you you know, you saw the way Cuomo was drummed out of office, uh, Mayor Alorza 
is uh, very unpopular. He cannot run for governor because his poll numbers are so low. De Blasio is uh, basically, you know, he's term limited out. I'm not sure what he's going to do, but it's good to see there is some pushback for many of these progressives and, and what their policies are. And, you know, closer to home, folks, when you, you step back, you really see the state needs some balance. You know, I, I saw that on, on a local news program they had. And, and, you know, joining us is the you have uh, Speaker Joe Sakachi, white male, Dan McKee, Democrat, white male speaker. Uh, excuse me. Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, Democrat, white male. I mean, the state needs some Republicans to somehow find a way into the conversation, because otherwise what you, you basically just have uh, some moderate Democrats in power that are trying to you know keep the biden people happy they're just like fighting off the progressives but they still just kind of really just go with organized labor and they drink from the same well and i just think it's it's so limited as far as where the the state can go uh i'm going to talk more uh coming up about that that amazon situation when you think about it you know the media covered a lot but citizens bank they certainly had an opportunity to to stay in they could have stayed in providence and built a big campus in providence and they didn't want to do that you know the the democrat party basically gives mayor alorza a pass he is real and the people of providence that put him in it's the people on the east side that guy the damage done under him with citizens bank pulled out they could have built they could have built a big campus that they have in johnson and 195 they didn't want anything to do with providence and then the same thing now with uh, Amazon. They could have built right off Allen's Avenue. They even could have then promoted it like, hey, you could also have ships come up. But I, I think certainly Democrat leaders, they, they kind of give a lords for a pass. Um, you, 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 uh, the, the state would be better served if there was a business person that was running the city that understood property values, that understood the importance of business that understood uh, law enforcement, quality of life. Um, when the progressives are given a chance, folks, they're, they're like shown to be what they are, which is people who just should not be in power, period. So, all right, again, I want to uh, thank everyone in a good big hello. It was a really tremendous trip, a lot of fun. Uh, again, great job by uh, Alan Hockman, folks, 274 trip, 401-274-TRIP. I think he's he is doing Patriots to Miami. But it was a uh, great road win. It was also, you know what? It also it felt good to kind of get out of Rhode Island a little bit. Like many other people have not been traveling because of the pandemic. So all in all. All right. A lot ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work, you need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out, they send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today 508. 508- 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508 508- Three three six seventy eight zero one. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. 
JKL Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with JKL, 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call JKL Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's JKL. Call them, 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKL Engineering, 401 351 7600 you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com it's time for our segment politics this week joining me he is the managing editor anchorising.com it's justin katz and justin i want to start off with uh your thoughts on some parents have now filed a lawsuit on this mask mandate for children in schools it's been bubbling i'm gonna say since uh August, there's been a lot of buzz about it because of the talk of young children wearing masks in schools. And so I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on the suit and also, uh, importantly, how you think the local media has covered it. Well, I, I think it's, it's important for parents to do this sort of thing, to really uh, get into um, defending their, their kids' rights. I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. I mean, I've been involved increasingly locally. Uh, you know, you start to push back when, when, the electoral system's kind of locked up and and so on, you you start to push back on the um, legally, because that's your only route. And I've been very disappointed in the Rhode Island courts. Uh, I've I've seen judges in their rulings state things that are factually not true. Often you get the feeling that the opposing, the government's lawyer has had a previous phone call with the judge and they sort of worked out how it was going to go. That's not an allegation. It's just the impression because it's so inexplicable what you see. And so I would encourage people even as they jump into these lawsuits, not to get up their hopes too much and realize it might just be the first step among many. And I worry that when that happens, it also it starts to discourage other other families. What struck me, though, and I wrote about this on Anchor Rising, uh, is the the local media, WPRI, their their photo. And you, it's not associated necessarily with the story if you go to their website, but it's on if, if you get a news feed from them, if you see their posts on social media, uh, the story about the lawsuit. So this is a lawsuit opposing mask mandates on children, uh, students in, in schools in Rhode Island. The, the, the photo they used was of children holding up pro-masking signs, like be a hero, wear a mask, uh, you know, just very, just children with, with, ma- with pro-mask signs. And yeah. it just, it seems so so deliberately undermining the people in the story that it, it's i found it very objectionable because so now Incon- you, you picture confusing i saw that photo and confusing it then throws off i was confused because the picture didn't match the headline yeah exactly it's it's the complete opposite and what what you think they're as activists trying to do in the newsroom is to make it so that if a parent who's involved with this lawsuit or who a- agrees with it says hey that's a good idea this lawsuit and they share this on their social media the image that people will see is that confusing image that seems like they're supporting um masking and it just seems so so undermining and underhanded for a news organization to be to be playing those games and if it if it is a mistake it ought to be one that's quickly remedied and and apologized for but i haven't seen any correction or note about it so i can only assume they did it deliberately you know i I don't want to get too far off topic but when you mention uh the the judicial system and the judges something that no one talks about is it's just this inherent conflict of interest i remember back when there was the pension reform, you go back to right around, you know, 2011, 2012, and all of these legislators at the state house who are also, you know, full-time attorneys, they would all say that when they would go, you know, into court, um, the judges would request to see them in the chamber and so forth. 
and they would inquire what's going on with this talk about pension reform, because a big part of this would have been because so many judges get these incredible pensions that they've never even contributed to. A very strong statement was sent from judiciary to the state house through their representatives to attorneys that, you know, you're going to be in my courtroom and you guys are going to mess around potentially with my with my pension or the pension reform better not touch the judges pension reform did not touch the judges. Um, granted, Justin, it was only those legislators, reps or senators who who are attorneys. Right. If you're a, a teacher or just some other occupation, you're not in front of the judge. But a very loud message was sent for the number of them. And, you know, it was always, um, to me, an unbelievable conflict of interest as as when John Harwood was the speaker. He was also an attorney. He'd be in court and the judge would be referring to him as speaker. And then Bill Murphy did the the same thing. So and now, you know, it's always, you know, now Joe Sakachi's an attorney and Mattiello was an attorney. And and there's this always kind of silent you know, game of leverage where they're in front of them. And if things don't maybe go the way they want, the state house, you know, they certainly hold some power and, and could do something in regards to pension reform. But just um, aside from that, I, do you have any sense of uh, how long the track may be on this lawsuit? I I don't have a sense, but the, these things can take some time. I, yeah. I, it, the initial, what will happen, at least from my experience, is there will be an initial uh, attempt to an emergency order, you know, because kids are in the school right now wearing masks. And so, you know, you, you have a justification before I go, go to a judge and say, you need to issue an order to stop this. And that can happen pretty quickly because it's it's an injunctive order of something that's going on right now. And there's a timeline uh, that the, the, the standard to stop an action that government is taking is very high. And as you indicate, it's not just that the, the, the court, the judges are willing to exert their influence for pension reform. That That's an indication of how much of an insider game it is and how these people all associate. They all agree with each other on a lot of stuff, presumably COVID uh, requirements. Uh, so it's a very high bar for that initial injunctive relief that, that or mandamus to stop um, the action. So, But that won't end the case. It'll go on and that can take months and years because then you enter into the really the, the thick of it, which is yes. producing evidence and bringing in uh, witnesses to prove the case um so there may be you may see a very a, a short-term loss or maybe not we might get term loss and then a, a, a protracted legal battle but the the point i want i mean it's great that parents are getting involved i mean it's 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 not great that they're they're having to because of masking and critical right. race theory and all that but it's great that they are uh and they should i think anybody who's kind of in experience with this stuff should encourage them. Keep in mind, you sometimes lose. That means you go on to the next stage. And the next stage, the fundamentally, the thing that we have to do is is they have to get more organized and and start taking over school boards and so on and so yes. forth. I mean, that's that's where it really is. You can go to court, but don't expect the courts to be your salvation for the reasons we've just been dis- discussing. Folks, our segment again is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz. Justin, I also want to just uh, talk about this story. So you have um, this area near Branch Avenue, Route 146, where these people just camped out under an underpass. And it happens to be, you know, relatively uh, residential around there. And especially, I guess, a number of kids have to walk past there in going to school. And so a councilman, Nick Narducci of Providence, that a lot of people would not know, but he he called DPW. He was responding to his constituents. He thought, like, hey, this is great. I called DPW. They cleaned up the area. There was a lot of rubbish and trash the people were relieving themselves just some people like ah we'll just camp out under the underpass that way if it rains we're okay my god the backlash that he got and online and again the tone of the coverage i also want to point out channel 12 where it was no shortage of they didn't have any neighbors in uh he had to go on channel 12 and defend himself and the, the tone of the story was like out of nowhere that this councilman quote evicted people even though, you know, someone said, what? I thought there was a moratorium on evictions. It's 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 public. I mean, it's it's land under an underpass. They have no business being there. And he he was like forced to defend himself on that whole thing. Yeah, that's um, it's, it's kind of surprising to see. But I, I think we a lot of people forget. A, well, a lot of people just stay quiet because they don't want to see those attacks. And that's part of the reason for the attacks. And the, the news media, as you point out, is fully on board now with with changing what people are allowed feel like they're allowed to say because they'll they'll take the side of the attackers, the progressives. Uh, but, you know, 
the fact is you cannot have homeless encampments on significant public roadways. Right. You, just, you, you cannot have it. But what it, what it points to, and I, I was also interested that uh, Councilwoman Kat Kerwin, who, he's, who we've discussed as you know, anti-cop, very aggressively oh, progressive. God, uh, she, yeah, she, she's tweeting out, you know, what's the harm? There, just the madness of it. But it, what it points out to me is these pro- progressive policies are kind of, it's like a downward, a roll down a hill. You know, you, you start with the policies that restrain the economy and, and put strain on, on government resources. That creates this homeless problem. So then the homeless people are out on the street and suddenly it's, you can't take down their encampments. That's eviction and what's the harm, let them stay. And then that creates even worse economy because people this oh so this is the kind of area this is it dissuades activity it dissuades movement among productive people then they, then suddenly you're getting the you know the no cops and no you're well we can't we can't crack down on these pe- homeless people's behavior because that's they're mentally ill or whatever and then so it, it just goes down and down and down and you see the results in California where droves and droves yes. of people are leaving the state I heard a podcast this morning with Ben Shapiro who, who moved to Florida from California recently and he said at some point it just gets so unlivable and they've taken the most beautiful state or possibly the most beautiful resource rich area in the world and they've destroyed it. This is how you have, how it happens. And what progressivism becomes is this idea of what you can, where you have the tolerance to stop it. And so right now the progressives are going after this Narducci man saying to, to make sure that people don't have the tolerance to stop the downward roll here when really what ought to happen is we ought to be pushed other direction and i think homeless encampments is a pretty stark one where you can say you know what this is just where we we have to stop and yeah you do we do we should be providing for these people finding some way for somewhere for them to live um, um, some way for them to get by but you cannot have them on public roadways under overpasses you just cannot you just that's how live it's how the economy gets even even worse off because people see it that they've the tolerance for that sort of behavior, criminal behavior, for the, the desire to be in the area, all goes downhill. So you you have to stop it. And I, I think it's it's instead of people feeling like they're defending it, they ought to be going on the attack. I think and and saying, look, why are you doing this? This you should be interviewing these neighbors, as you said at yes, the beginning. Yes, yes. Um, progressives have no respect for quality of life. You know, they, they don't care. Someone bought a house over there. Hey, I don't want to have to look at these homeless people. They're ruining the property values. So what? Too bad. You don't like loud music. You don't like graffiti. You don't like trash. Hey, too bad. Get with it. Get with the program. Um, but Justin, also, there's an element, you know, it can't be lost on, on. I don't think it should be, but it's never brought up in the report. The, let's face it. We have a worker shortage right now. None of those people. Oh, I can't find a job. I can't find a place to live. Now, where am I supposed to go? I mean, if you can, it, every so many businesses you go by, almost every restaurant has help on it signs. You know, there's no element of self-accountability of these are individuals who shouldn't have been in there in the first place, shouldn't have been tolerated. And the guy that actually cleans up and does the right thing is the one that's under attack. Folks, quick break. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508-336-2110. 336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 
401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could de- be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police a lot of police report if the tow truck shows up tell them let's get this vehicle over to west fountain 401-272-3340 our segment is politics this week with me he's the managing editor anchorizing.com it's justin katz so justin um i think it's also interesting that mayor alorza providence mayor jorge alorza announced he will not be a candidate for governor i found his um his reasons being just completely ludicrous. I didn't see a lot of pushback um, in the media. I think there's some good signs here because if he was succeeding and top of the polls, I, I think it would, you know, it would be a bad sign for the, the, the people. His policies have not worked. He has been the mayor of a lawless city. He's in the mayor of a sanctuary city. Uh, his progressive policies, whether it be slave reparations or just letting the ATVs run wild or telling the police to stand down for protesters, have all proven to be a disaster. But I think the media kind of gave him, let him off the hook a little bit because for him to say, well, you know, being mayor is a full time job and I need to spend more time with my family. Listen, he was polling. If his polling numbers were strong, he'd be running. His polling numbers, I heard, were just atrocious, even in single digits. And um, and and let's talk about the impact of him now not going to be in the race. Right, well, I mean, <laughs> there's no surprise to Elorza that that being a mayor's a full time job and running for governor would would put more strain on that. I mean, that's just that's part of the job and he knows it. So it, it's just a, a typical excuse. I think I think what happened is he kind of fell into an opening. Uh, for the mayoral race, Buddy Cianci, that just the between the ideology, the progressivism, and his I- ability to play identity politics with his his ethnicity, kind of created an opening for him to get into this job he wasn't qualified for and shouldn't really have wanted in the first place. And so I, I kind of wonder, I, you know, it boggles my mind that that kind of person actually wants to move on to the next step. I right. Mean, I mean, if he's got any any degree of self-awareness, he knows he hasn't done a great job. I mean, from from fighting with teachers unions where they booed him during his state of the city address some years ago, to the, the bikers, to the violence, he has to know he's not he's not doing things well. You'd think he'd have a little hesitation just just out of intellectual honesty to go forward and make himself responsible for an entire state. But I think, I think the, the idea that it's just because he wants to focus on the city, it's, it's just talking points. I mean, we knew from, from his deals he made when he was running for mayor, he knows how it works to get jobs by bowing out of a race. Uh, so I'm sure he's, he's worked out some way uh, to, to keep himself uh, in the game, whether it's a job with the government, with the next administration, the gov- governor administration, if an ally wins, or a judgeship, or or some role in a progressive organization, um, so I, I think it's as you say, it's cover for the fact that he wasn't going to win. There's no, there's really no lane for him in this in this particular election, uh, and he can't. Those who are filling the lane are, are better at it and, and have deeper resources and. Uh, I think he's just kind of bowing to to reality. Um, Seth Magaziner, the general treasurer, he did make his announcement. He's 38 years old. Family comes from money. Father, I were very big with the Clinton administration. He's been general treasurer for eight years. Um, not really a household name. Hasn't done anything incredible. Just seems to me this guy is like the definition of entitlement privilege. Just feels, well, you know, it's my turn now to be the governor. 
Um, I thought it was really interesting, and I'm glad that they made the screw up where he made the announcement and then was literally running from the media, wouldn't take any questions. But um, I, don't, I don't think he said anything of substance. Um, obviously, you know, it tries just trying to placate the unions as much as possible. What did you make of the Seth Magazine or General Treasurer announcement for, for governor? Well, I, I think the the walking off it was it wasn't so much an error as as just a really telling uh, that yes. the whole thing is very crafted. I mean, this this is inside inside Democrat family. You know, there's he's he's very much in that mold. There are people I'm sure working walking him through this. He's he's done a lot of things I've objected to with his as a treasurer. Uh, you know, involving himself with things that aren't his prerogative. Yep. Getting sending out press releases as it from the treasurer's office that are clearly campaign materials that have nothing to do with the role of his office, uh, giving out awards to legislators who pass legislation he, he endorses. I mean, that's official awards from the general treasurer. I mean, it's just so he's he's really leaning into that, that advice is coming from somewhere. And so they're doing that's this is the latest strategy. And I mean we see it from Biden on down. You know, just just control the narrative, walk off. Maybe you'll take a little heat hit, but hey, the media is mostly on our side anyway, so they're not going to make too big a deal of it. Uh, and there you go. You just you just control your message. So in that regard, I think he's very much to my mind coming into this as sort of the Raimondo style candidate, only with less, you know, less real accomplishment uh, and credentials than she had. Um, so it, it may, it may be enough uh, depending how the, you know, how the constituencies, the progressive constituency falls. How do you think it affects the race? Alorza out <clears throat> now him. And so you have Nellie Gobia, you have Seth magazine and McKee, the governor is basically, in. although I think it's odd they're saying he's not going to announce it until January, but, I, I wonder about Alorza out if that does benefit Nelly Gobia if people totally just want to vote, for instance, the Latino vote. Does she lock that up or does magazine his efforts, some of his people help him make inroads? How do you think this shapes the race? I, well, I think uh, I, w- I would say it, it benefits Gorbea the most. I mean, at this point, the, the progressivism and also probably the fealty to the Rhode Island special interests like the, the unions um, is probably evenly split among them. Uh, McKee's in a good position, though, having kind of bowed to the teachers unions and such as much as he has. Uh, so he's he's playing down more moderate uh, reputation. So I don't know how much that'll help. But I think there are, there is a constituency f- that goes directly along identity politics lines. Um, there, even, even for those who aren't entirely persuaded, it's still like a plus, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, Hispanic or uh, a minority as, as governor, that'd be good. You know, some people, that's just a positive. And so Alors has put that on the table and Gorbet, a lot of Gorbea's activities that uh, the Providence Journal political scene this week has some some record of, of what the candidates have been up to on their public schedules. And a lot of Gorbea's have, have been playing up that that minority aspect uh, of her of her candidacy. So I, I think that it breaks toward her in, in that regard, for sure. You know what else? Before we take a break, I want to mention <clears throat> and it's one of those things that regionally or locally, I should say, they don't even blink twice about it. But just last week, there were two big announcements. We are going to talk about one of them. But one of them was the Twin River, quote, Bally's now. They're doing a big extension. They're going to transform and be Bally's. And you have the governors there and then speakers there and center president. And right there on the stage is Michael Sabatoni of, of the Labors. And then with Amazon, the media, uh, with the announcement, we will talk about that. But in Johnston, and then there, of course, is... Uh, they haven't nailed everything down, but they have some kind of an agreement that the laborers and the unions are going to do the job. You know, Justin, it, it never occurs to and I'll use the um, but the Twin River Valley's announcement, you know, in other states, uh, you know, let's just say someone wanted to build something in Florida. You, you don't have to use the, the union workers. You could hire a private contractor um, or in, and they have their workers and so forth. It, it doesn't even seem to occur to anyone that the message it's sending to businesses that if you want to do something around here, he's a, he stays sitting on the same stage with the governor, with the speaker. He's part of the team where that that is such a conflict because there were there were private 
contractors and so forth who just don't want to placate and go along with all the, the union rules and games. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't know that they they haven't considered the message they sent. I think they have very well. They, they don't, they like sending that message. I mean, that, and that, that is the, that is the cost of entry. You have to be on the team. Uh, yeah. And, and that's I mean, that's part of what's killing the states. Part of what why it's not a good place to be a, an entrepreneur or an innovator. Some people make it happen, but it's just, it it does send that signal. And and that's that's what may, my big concern with all of these things. I mean, I live in Tiverton, where we have a, a Twin River Casino, um, and it, they do because there's so much money behind it, and they do become part of the political machine. Uh, their their lawyers uh, are very often Twin Rivers lawyer was was at the time the lawyer or spokesperson for Mattiello, the speaker at the time. So you know, it's just they're just another special interest, and they're all in it together. And I think that that's the message a lot of people take away, and you're, you're either for it or you're not. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. (coughs) Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, Bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Justin, uh, regardless what people think of Mayor Joe Policina, Mayor Johnston, admittedly voted for Trump in 2016. He is as moderate as you can get, in some ways almost Republican, but he is a Democrat, uh, has spoken out very strongly against Bernie Sanders and progressives. And um, regardless what people think, he landed a big coup. There's definitely, you know, I think who the mayor is can make a difference. Uh, He got Citizens Bank. They set up their big campus in Johnson. Granted, right off 295, but Providence and Mayor Lorza, 195 land, they were chasing them. They wanted, citizens wanted no part of that. And then now here you have Amazon. I mean, I mean, 1,500 and minimum 1,500 jobs, a $300 million facility. And again, they're they're building in Johnston. Uh, I think if there's the right type of mayor, and I don't think the media really points that out, that, um, I mean, obviously something like this would be phenomenal right off of 95, maybe even along Allen's Avenue or the 195 land. But um, this is, uh, there's, there's just no way to, minimize just what a significant development this is for the town of Johnston. That's correct. And I, I think you make a great point. The, the, you can imagine if it were a progressive governor in a big coup for governor, or for mayor rather, for Mayor Policino, you know, that would be kind of the headline. He'd be front and center on it rather than just hear the details of the plan. Uh, but but I think I would, I would point I would encourage people to think of it as it's not just who the mayor is. It's, it's the fact that that mayor got elected in that city. So the yes, mayor is, is a reflection of the electorate. And yes. so you've got a little bit of security. If you're in Providence, if you, go, if you try to set up a, you know, these deals are, I think it's a, tw- a 20 year tax deal. They're, they're making promises of cash for 20, 10 years for this project or that project. Um, so you're in it for many election cycles. And if in your, if you're looking at Providence, you don't know, you could have a socialist in That's two right. years and undermine all of your investments uh, to the point and start and really crack down to, to get more and more money out of you. If you're in a place that reliably, you know, elects a, a Democrat who's still, you know, part of the, part of the Democrat machine in the state, but, but voted for Trump. That's a, you've got a, you've got a more healthy electorate that, and that's a, that's a, makes your, your investment more secure in an area like that. But uh, so I think, yeah, there's no way to, to 
put this as anything but a a good uh, good turn of events, especially with with all the money it brings in and jobs. And Amazon, as much as I object to a lot of their activities as a company, um, they are they are they do well by their employees. So uh, that's that's not a that's not a bad company to have. You know, they're not going to come you know, strip mine your your area and, and leave people with health problems. It's just not that kind of business. Uh, and they're going to take care of their, you know, 1500 employees locally or whatever it is. The thing that worries me, and we, we, we kind of touched on it a few minutes ago, is they now buy their way in as a major special interest in the state. True. Uh, and so, so the people of Johnston and of Rhode Island are going to have to keep an eye on that, that their interests aren't sublimated. Uh, so what you, I mean, all the special interests, as you were just saying on, on the Bailey's thing, they'll be fine. You know, the, the unions, the Democrat party, they're all, they, they're all getting their peace. The schools are getting money that locally, the, the, all the established special interests in Rhode Island will, will get a cut of this pie and welcome Amazon with open arms. It's it's the rest of Rhode Islanders, the the smaller businesses. They, it's it's not so much that you're going to be that you, not even it said you you can't compete. You, you know the, you're edged a little bit farther to the back of the bus when another major special interest comes in there. And so that that's that's an area of concern for me. But. Uh, yeah, but as far as the deal itself, I mean, it's it's win win, and it's it's going to be. I think it's great for Johnston. I mean, it's, it's much better than a dump. I mean, yes, as, and the just landfill. Think of I mean, if Providence had the right type of leader, and could have negotiated and got citizens to build on the, the 195 land, or and or been downtown, and then got Amazon. You know, if you're a Providence restaurant or a shop or business, you, you, you're looking at potentially. That could have been. Can you imagine three? thousand more people each day that are maybe going out to lunch or going out to dinner or shopping just that type of steady uh in uh, you know beat uh, of people coming in drumbeat that cannot be underestimated and on top of that you know if the state was smart all those people are going to be in their cars they're obviously going to be commuting there amazon's going to be interesting because you're right they are so good to their employees a lot of people will leave other jobs to then go work for Amazon, even if it just means they're, you know, at the, at the bottom of the, uh, the the pecking chain, so to speak. Um, folks, again, our segment is um, pecking order. Justin Katz, managing editor. It's it's politics this week, <clears throat> and um, and Justin, on top of that, right now, what do you make of the fact that uh, unless something changes as we speak, the Rhode Island Republican Party does not have. Uh, I mean, I know they have Chas Kalenda for AG, but that's more out of just he's been running for quite some time. But what um, what do you make of um, the fact that the RIGOP does not, the Republican Party doesn't have a candidate for governor? Well, I I know Sue Sienke, the chairwoman, has, has said there's one they're expecting an announcement soon. So we'll we'll wait and see what that's about. But um, I think the. As, as you well, say, that, the, that's if you believe that's if you right believe her. I mean, right, but but to say we're expecting an announcement soon, could you be any more possibly big than that? Think yeah, about well, that, well, right? well, that well, means it, January. That means March. It means next month. But anyhow, go well, ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <clears> open ended, <throat> but but it, I think, and it's completely in keeping with uh, what it makes me think of is the uh, the race to. Uh, Gail Golden, progressive senator from Providence, is moving on to the Biden administration, leaving an empty seat. Uh, and there is a Republican running for that. And some of the details are that the, the Providence Republicans sent out an email saying, anybody, can we get any candidates, anybody? And somebody stepped forward, uh, a software engineer, uh, Alex Cannon, I think it is, um, he he stepped forward and, and I, you get the feeling that's what they're doing for governor. Uh, you know, it, can anybody step up? Because there's nobody who's obviously out there. There's no, there's nobody who's been, been involved, who, who has this on their list of possible, you know, we don't talk about, there are no Republicans we can find that we talk about weekly or what path is this person on, you know, uh, no matter where they are in, in politics, there's nobody who's, who the legislators who are Republicans seem to be fine with where they are for the moment. They don't, None of them seem to be breaking out, which means they're not they're not anxious to do it, um, at least not for this election. So I, I think those are all kind of bad signs. But I've, I've never I mean, for years and years, I've, I've back to the Kirchiri when Kirchiri was end, coming to the end of his second term. I've that, never that was thought, the last time a Republican won statewide was Don Kirchiri 2006. Yeah, so but I, starting yeah, exactly. to enter into a danger zone here where you're coming up on 20 years since the last time that happened. I think there's. 
you know, really needs to be a serious discussion on why that is. Uh, John Robitaille came as close as anyone could in 2010. If he was given two more weeks or if Ken Block was not in that race, he probably would have been elected governor and then it would have extended and who knows where the party is. But <clears throat> I'm going to jump in. I, I think sure. part of it is they have been unable to figure out how to handle the, the Trump scenario that the president did very well in Rhode Island. Um, but there were some people, certainly, you know, the Gary Sass part and the uh, Dawson Hodgson that were, you know, the Lincoln Project, that were not part of it. I also think, you know, several, at one point, Operation Clean Government was like a real functioning group. And several years ago, I was trying to get more involved or trying to get involved with them. And it just had turned into like a club. It wasn't really it was just people. They were doing it just for the social aspect. I think the Republican Party, you know, there's a lot of people that were concerned about um, the election. And also prior to that, you know, I would note that at the at the Trump rallies, there wasn't a big presence from the Republican Party. So I think they it's been a missed opportunity during the Trump years because they weren't sure how to handle it. But at, at some point, I mean, Charlie Baker is the Republican governor. President Trump got 200,000 votes in Rhode Island. That's that's more than what Governor Raimondo got in 2018. So I, I think it's there. I, I think it is just a matter of they really could use a win for someone to come in and and get the, you know, the party going in, in down the right path, because there are a lot there are many people to me that are unhappy with the Democrat Party, but. They're just not feeling it from the Republican Party. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. Although, uh, to me, they're they're past the point where they, a win is possible. So, I mean, it, to me, it's a question of resources. Of do we, is it important to have somebody run and lose, or should we put put resources elsewhere? And I'm I'm in the personally in the elsewhere camp. I think yep. I think what the the reason what we see with the Republican Party, the reason they can't bring together the the sort of the uh, Dawson Hudsons and uh, Ben, not Ben, uh, Gary Sass. Gary Sass. Uh, yeah, with the uh, with the more Trump sides, and the reason they've had problems with the moderate party, Ken Block being in there, and, and almost a three way race every two three way race every time. That's because they, they have no kind of kind of community coherence, uh, and I think that's what it is. They progressives like. They, to them, the activism and the partisan stuff is fun. They'll do that for fun on a Friday night. That's what they want to do. It's kind of what gives them meaning in life. Republicans are a very different crowd. The essence of it, there is no sense of community. There's no existing group that's reinforcing itself. You know, some of those uh, Operation Clean Government became a club. But uh, I remember, you know, you used to have groups like the Rep Republican uh Rhode Island Republican Assembly, which were, you know, the conservatives in the state. And they would have, they were titularly, they were fundraisers, but they're really excuses to get together, hang out and drink some beers. Uh, you need that. That's where, that's where people start to say, hey, you should run. Yeah, maybe I will. And, and start to talk and think in those terms without getting the solicitation email. If you're soliciting on by email, it's probably too late unless you just get really lucky with your candidate. So I think that's where yeah. a lot of the effort ought to be going is just that community building much more than let's just have somebody running for governor because that's the way it ought to be. I, I, I mean, I guess it's, it, it'll be, it would be a big embarrassment and the media would play it up if there were no candidate from the Republican Party. But I, I'm not sure that that outweighs the need because I just don't think there's the infrastructure there to, to succeed. And just going running up, every year you get the same candidates who, all right, I guess I'll do this one now. I'll do Congress this year. I'll do governor this year. Now I'll go for General Assembly. And it's, it's really just an exercise in putting your name on a ticket. And some of them work real hard and some of them get a little bit past the 35% or so that they'll just get because. Um, but it's, it's I, I don't think in the long term, it's, a, it's the way to go and spend your time. Folks, he is uh, managing editor at anchorising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job as always. And we'll talk to you again. Great, great to talk to John. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, 
land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Calvino. Call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com.